Hey, what's going on, Hootad Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about quarterback Drew Brees and answering the question, will Drew Brees get his fairy tale ending? And the reason why I came up with this topic is because I'm pretty sure that some of you already have seen uh, some of the articles and some of the topics that are going on in the sports world that are saying that quarterback Drew Brees is going to hang it up after this season and he is going to transition into his commentary uh, career with NBC. Uh, he did sign a contract in offseason w- with NBC and he's supposed to be working with them um, after he retires. So, you know, the question is, is he going to get his fairy tale ending? Will Drew Brees ride off into the sunset like some of the other greats? that has played that have played the game of you know like john elway peyton manning jerome bettis you know people like that ray lewis you know like will he get his swine song and uh first off man it's just the thought of of drew Brees hanging it up when you think about it man it it really does kind of just make you emotional as a saints fan you know me being a saints fans uh since i was about (laughs) uh about three or four years old i can just remember uh some bad times with the saints organization you know there was always hope there that this would be the saints year they'll finally get over that hump but there were some dark ages uh in in new orleans you know growing up as a kid it used to be embarrassing you know to wear a saints starter jacket you know i grew up in the 90s with starter jackets were hot uh the the hottest starter jacket you can get was a cowboys 49ers you can even throw a green bay packer in there but if you was walking around with a Saints starter jacket people would laugh you out of school if you had a Saints hat on or a Saints shirt, people would, you know, kind of make fun of you. It, it, it was that bad, you know, it, when it comes to the Saints organization. And, you know, like I said, there's always been that level of optimism. And then, you know, Hurricane Katrina hit back in 2005 and, you know, the city didn't know if it was going to be back. And the team didn't know it was going to be back because at this time, Tom Benson was considering moving the team to San Antonio for good, even though, you know, that's where the Saints were playing. Uh, during Katrina but then a six foot tall 209 pound quarterback with a bum arm uh, signed with the New Orleans Saints and we didn't know what to make of this man we didn't know if Drew Brees was uh, damaged goods or uh, if he was going to pan out but ended up being one of the best decisions this organization has ever made Um, his first season he brought uh, the Saints to the NFC championship game they they came up short (laughs) ironically uh, against the Chicago Bears, the same team they're going to play in the postseason. And he's given us so many great moments over the past 15 years here uh, in, in as a New Orleans Saints fan. So just thinking about Drew Brees and him hanging it up, I mean, it, it can get a little bit emotional to me as a fan. I do want Drew Brees to get his swine song. I do want Drew Brees to get his fairytale ending because he deserves it. You know, regardless of if you want to talk about Drew Brees, like, you know, post uh, Super Bowl era and him taking as much money and, you know, the Saints not being able to build a defense around him. You got a lot of people that feel that way. But Drew Brees made the Saints organization, made the Saints team tolerable to watch. OK, regardless if they had a defense or not, rather they had a running game or not, you always believe that you had a chance to win because Drew Brees was on the field. And I just feel bad that the organization didn't really do 
too much to try to put a defense around him because I feel like if they did, then, you know, they probably would have had more Super Bowl opportunity, more playoff opportunities. But right now, you know, over the past three to four years uh, from 2017 on to the present, uh, the Saints have put together uh, some of the best draft classes and also uh, got some of the best offseason acquisitions they can possibly find uh, to to get to this particular point. And I do feel like the New Orleans Saints have their best opportunity this year uh, to go all the way to the Super Bowl because this is one of those years that that this is like the only year I can think about that I can really truly say that the Saints can actually win without Drew Brees carrying his team. And we've seen this on different occasions where Drew Brees was out uh, with the cracked ribs. Uh, we've seen this when uh, the running game was uh, percolating. We've seen uh, when the Minnesota Vikings game, Alvin Kamara took over that game. And, and it's so great to see that he doesn't have to carry the team. All he has to do is just uh, do a job, not turn the ball over, and get the ball where it needs to be to the playmakers. And, you know, I do feel like the Saints can't go all the way. We all know that sometimes they can have some hiccups, but I, I mean, I'm more optimistic uh, about this season than seasons past. And uh, Drew Brees deserves to go out uh, and retire as a Super Bowl champion. So hopefully they can get it done. Hopefully he can get his fairy tale ending because, you know, I would love to see Drew Brees uh, go and retire and, and leave in the last moment that we, we see his confetti falling down on number nine because he he's a Super Bowl champion. And, and also, I just think that it will help his legacy because, you know, they got some haters out there, man. They got some people out there that don't want to give Drew Brees his credit. They don't want them put Drew Brees in that top 10 conversation. They're always trying to discredit him. And most of the time when, when people talk about him today, I'm talking about the prognosticators. They're always trying to talk about, oh, he's damaged goods or he can't throw the ball down the field. It's always something negative. It's never like anything too positive, okay? And even like when he does something positive, like throw for a whole bunch of yards, they make it seem like anybody can do it. They make it seem like anybody can just go out there, throw for 80,000 yards, uh, you know, like anybody can just take a snake bitten franchise and make them legit. Like they just make it seem like anybody uh, could do this. And I just feel like that's a slap in the face. And I don't even think it should be of any, I, I don't know, man. I don't feel like this should even be a debate about where Drew Brees stands in, in, in the sands of time, because I'm going to be 100% with you. If we looked at uh, Drew Brees, like we look at somebody like, uh, LeBron James, right? Okay, let, let's look at it this way, right? The first two championships LeBron James got, a lot of people put asterisks by it, right? They put an asterisk by uh, LeBron James championships because they were like, well, look, man, look, look who you did it with. You did it with Chris Bosh. You did it with Dwayne Wade out there in Miami. But when he took the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals and he beat one of the best teams with the Golden State Warriors, everybody started to give this man his credit because he took lowly Cleveland, a, a, a snake-bitten franchise, a, a titleless city, he put it on his back, and he brought that city a championship. And everybody says that that championship was – it basically um, took him to the next level, and it, and it kind of put him uh, in the upper echelon when it comes to the all-time greats. So I don't understand, like, why you can't do that with Drew Brees. I mean, because you have to look at the organization, the Saints organization as a whole, and how it was – before he got here and how people look at it now. 
So I don't understand like how anybody can discredit this guy uh, based on what this guy has done in the organization that he did it with. So I, I, I really don't understand that. And I understand the media, they tries to put their own, you know, little darlings in that category. They love their Tom Brady's. Uh, they love their Aaron Rodgers. They love their Patrick Mahomes. But I just feel like, um, you know, Drew Brees was one of those guys that, you know, just because he's not the most exciting guy and and maybe he doesn't, you know, have that rock star life or that exciting life. And I just think that a lot of people just kind of take him for granted. And even us in the Who That Nation, sometimes we take him for granted. I know I have. You know, I've taken uh, Drew Brees for granted because, you know, since he's been here, we always had stellar quarterback play. We always had that, that great quarterback play. We always knew that we can count on Drew Brees to get us where we need to be. And it's almost as if no matter how many touchdowns the team is down, like they can, they can be down three touchdowns, four touchdowns, and we still feel like in the back of my mind, are oh, they okay? You know, it's it, it just this level of comfort that Drew Brees gives us, and sometimes we take that for granted. And we also take for granted that he has given us so many great moments, and now that he is not the quarterback that he once was when he was in his prime, we take that for granted. And I don't want to be like that. You know, Drew Brees deserves to go out on his own time. I mean, just on a sim- just for the simple fact that <laughs> – I mean, all the things that he did uh, in the city of New Orleans, and he's still playing at a at a high level. You know, it, it may not be, you know, the most sexiest because sometimes I think we fall into that trap as fans. We fall into that trap when we're watching people like Patrick Mahomes with the arm talent, Aaron Rodgers with the arm talent, Josh Allen with the arm talent, and, and, and the prognosticators telling us this is what a real quarterback is. This is what true quarterbacking is all about. The exciting no look passes, the you know, saying dropping it in a little small places, 60 yard bombs off the back foot is telling us that that's the way the quarterback position needs to be played. But I'd rather have a quarterback that gets the ball where it needs to be with precision and good timing than somebody that just can wow you with great arm talent. I always often use the example Jeff George had great arm talent, uh, Rob Johnson uh, had great arm talent, you know, but those guys, uh, never panned out you know brock osweiler had good arm talent but it's about getting the ball where it needs to be and i would have to say that drew Brees is the most well he is the most he is the most accurate quarterback he is the most precise quarterback of all time and even though i want to see him win a super bowl i don't feel like an additional super bowl uh validates him uh as being one of the all-time greats i think you have to put him into that category and another thing people try to do is they, they say he threw for all these yards and they look at the error. But a lot of the rule changes took place probably like four or five years after Drew Brees got to New Orleans. And he threw for like 5,000 yards uh, at least three of those times, you know, before they actually did the rule change where you can't uh, go at a quarterback's leg or uh, try to slam him down to the ground. So he, he always was efficient and he always, you know, did what he needed to do. So I think people just need to give him his credit in that regard too. And, you know, I also just feel like, you know, they, they'll, you know, they'll elevate other quarterbacks if they do the same thing Drew Brees does, but they just make it seem like it ain't nothing when he does. And that, that's something I just, uh, I, I'm just not feeling, man. I'm, I'm just not feeling uh, that at all, but we in the who that nation, we love Drew Brees. Uh, we thank him for the moment. Um, and as time goes on, you know, then, you know, we'll, we'll 
begin to talk about this a little bit more. But if this is his last run, uh, hopefully he can get it done. The team can get it done. And, you know, we don't have any heartbreaks uh, in the Huda Nation because it would be sad that this team has uh, collectively uh, been together and they have put all this great talent on the team and they have absolutely nothing to show for it except for a couple NFC South uh, T-shirts, which is nothing to, you know, sneeze at. I mean, that's a great accomplishment to win your division four straight times and also sweep your division, the first team to do that. But I'm pretty sure that the Saints will trade that all in uh, for a couple shots at a Super Bowl championship. So that's the way I feel about it. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, we're in a Who That Nation. We appreciate you. And we're looking forward to seeing what you can do uh, going into the play, uh, playoffs in the postseason. Uh, right now, um, I submitted uh, a little status on uh, Facebook, facebook.com, so the State of the Saints podcast. And I asked you all to send questions to me, you know, send me your questions and, you know, I'll answer a few of them. So right now I'm going to do a little Saints Q&A. And uh, the first question that I have, it, it comes from Travis, Travis Johnson. Travis says, are you concerned about our secondary going into the playoffs when possibly uh, face uh, facing time like Green Bay again? Well, I guess he's saying, uh, are you concerned about the secondary going into the playoffs when possibly we can face Green Bay again? You know, so I guess that's what he's saying. So this is this is what I feel. You know, I'm not concerned about the secondary. I just think that that's something that is in the back of our minds. Uh, you know, the secondary not playing well at, at crucial times. And I think that we still have that in the back of our minds like last year. Right. When the Saints played the Minnesota Vikings and Adam Thielen went off and, you know, uh, Stefan Diggs, he was held in check, but he caught passes where it mattered most on third down. And, you know, and Delvin could catch the ball out of the backfield. But I'm not concerned about the Saints secondary. Look, I just feel like this team is battle tested. Just call me naive. Call me delusional. But I do feel like this team is battle tested. And also, I just feel like they got the right leadership uh, in the secondary. Somebody like Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, you can have your opinion about Malcolm all you want to. uh, But I do feel like Malcolm Jenkins has seen it all and done it all. And he has calmed down and played a lot better. Uh, you know, going down the stretch and, you know, I don't, I don't do my, I don't do my analysis based on play to play. Like some folk, you know, that really kind of drives me crazy. Like when people like look at a game, they see a couple of plays and all of a sudden they up here yelling, the guy sucks or, or, you know what I'm saying? Why we got this guy? Like, I understand that football is about emotions is a game of emotions, but man, look, we need to chill out, you know? And I feel like Malcolm Jenkins for the most part, has done a really good job in his second stint with the New Orleans Saints. And I just feel like the secondary is different. You know, you got people uh, like Marcus Williams. Hopefully he'll be back for the playoff game. Uh, he's become a better tackle. He's more uh, tackler. He's more physical. Uh, that's something that was missing. And also he's the ball hawk. Uh, Patrick Robinson has been playing pretty good. You know, when he was in the lineup, uh, Janora Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore, those guys uh, complement each other really well. And also there's a great rotation in the secondary. So do I feel like there's probably going to be some passes down the field, uh, probably some big plays? Absolutely, man, because that's what it's all about. It's playoff football, man. You're going to get the best of the best, right? Uh, teams, teams are coming up with their best offensive game plans to try to move the football, to try to get more points than the opposition. So if a, if a, a play gets dialed up and somebody catches a pass down the field, I mean, I'm not going to be all discouraged and stuff like that because those wide receivers get paid a lot of money to catch the football too, you know? 
that's what that's what I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? That's what I don't get at, at times. I don't understand like why people just think that oh, if a, a cornerback gets a pass caught on him, oh, he sucks. Like these wide receivers are really good. They're really talented, and they get paid money to catch the football. So I, I don't base my judgment on a couple plays. You know, I, I just don't do that, and I don't think you should either. So I'm not concerned about the secondary. The secondary has been uh, playing pretty well, and I think they'll rise to the occasion uh, going through the postseason. Until they prove me wrong, that's the way I feel. Uh, next question comes from T. John White. Uh, T. John says, do you think the Saints will draft a quarterback in the first round? Uh, who do you think is Breeze Air? Well, uh, first off, I don't think that the Saints are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. And it's for the simple fact that I don't feel like Sean Payton really cares for young quarterbacks. Uh, I think he liked those seasoned veterans that, that don't really need that much maintenance and polishing. Uh, first off, you know, when you've been in the National Football League for uh, X amount of years, uh, the game starts to slow down for you, right? So if the game already slowed down, that's that's probably uh, that's probably the the I say it's the the toughest part, right? The game slowing down for you, and I feel like if you get a seasoned veteran, the game is slowed down, and they have a little bit of talent, a little bit of ability, you can actually shape them and mold them if they have that made up mind and willing to learn, and they have the intangibles in order for them to be a solid quarterback. And I just feel like Sean Payton really believes in Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. I don't feel like it was a mistake. I feel like uh, Sean Payton learned his lesson uh, last season with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, I think Teddy would have still been with the New Orleans Saints if he never took the field. And I just think that Taysom Hill getting that opportunity all the while uh, having Jameis in your back pocket. Uh, the last moment that people have a Jameis Winston is him uh, having 35 turnovers, 30 interceptions, you know. So, um, you know, so I just think that he feels like he can fix Jameis, and I think he really believes in Taysom. So I don't feel like they're going to try to get, a, a, a you know, a quarterback in the first round. I don't see that happening. I think the Saints need to focus on getting another pass rush uh, in the first round. I think that's the direction that they need to go in. Uh, the Saints need, uh, you know, somebody to get to the quarterback. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Trey Hendrickson, especially – uh, if the Saints make it all the way to the Super Bowl, I don't see that happening. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping Trey Hendrickson. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about Trey Hendrickson. <laughs> but um, so if you can get yourself another pass rush, uh, you know, because uh, quite frankly, I don't know if, uh, you know, Marcus Davenport is going to ever be uh, what we expect him to be. And I hope I'm wrong with that, but you can't be around here, you know, still wondering and wishing and asking and praying uh, that this guy pans out. I mean, you got to move forward. So hopefully the Saints, uh, you know, end up getting somebody that can actually get to the quarterback rather than be, you know, a linebacker or a defensive end, a linebacker that can actually rush the quarterback and, you know, also, you know, be able to help when it comes to coverage. Uh, next question is from Trevi Stewart says, do you think we will have a strong running game versus the Bears? Uh, I think that is possible. Uh, the way that the Saints offensive line has been playing over the last few games has been outstanding. Uh, I do feel like if they're up to the task, I think that they can run the football. But it all depends on Sean Payton, and it all depends on if the Saints, uh, you know, don't play themselves out of the running game. You know, sometimes the Saints start so slow and teams uh, get ahead of them. Sometimes you have to eliminate the running game in order for you to play catch up. And I think that's something that teams are going to try to do. Uh, the teams are going to try to jump on the Saints 
uh, try to get that lead. And a lot of teams wait uh, for Sean Payton to start to panic and want to throw the football all over the place using Drew Brees. And people just aren't afraid of Drew Brees like they once were. You know, like a lot of people are actually counting on Drew Brees throwing the football more so than uh, the Saints running attack because uh, the Saints running attack is really effective. When you have somebody like Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, guys that can get you five, six yards of carry, uh, that's dangerous to, you know what I'm saying, and especially – uh, if you start to let Drew Brees cook with the play action, then you're really in trouble. So I do feel like the running game can, uh, you know, get started in this game, but it all depends on if the Saints can start fast. For the last couple of weeks, I've been really impressed with the way the Saints have started games. Uh, they've been op- – their opening drives, they they went down the field and they're scoring touchdowns uh, instead of field goals. Even if you're, you're kicking field goals, at least that you have that three-nothing lead. So if you end up – you know, getting a three and out uh, on defense, you'll be able to get the ball back and you'll still be able to commit to your game plan. So I do feel like the Saints running game can uh, be activated in this game, but I just think that it's up to Sean Payton. Sean Payton has got to uh, make sure that he's running the football and offensive line. They got to be physical because the, the Chicago Bears are a physical football team. Uh, they have some some really good pass rushers. They got Robert Quinn, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, even though he's in question right now. And they got Akeem Hicks. And um, also you have uh, Mario Edwards, you know, a guy that's a former, you know what I'm saying, Saint that's, that's with the Chicago Bears, had a good solid game last week. So these guys are ready to go out there and try to perform, man, and, and trust and believe they're not looking at records when they go out here and facing the Saints. So these guys are going to be up to the task. And it wasn't like they blew – the Saints blew them out last time. And you can say, oh, you know, they didn't have Michael Thomas. They didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. They didn't have Callaway, this, that, and the third. But they still are a respectable team. They they are a prideful team, and the Saints got to be ready. But in order for you to be ready, you got to have a balanced attack. Got to have a balanced attack. Uh, thank you, Trevi. Uh, we're going to move on. Daniel says, what is the status of Patrick Robinson and Josh Hill? Uh, well, Josh Hill uh, has a, a finger injury. I don't know if he'll be out there or not. Um, I don't know if he, he'll play. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure if they could probably wrap it up with a cast or something like that or, you know, wrap it up, making sure that, you know, it, it doesn't cause him any, you know, pain or discomfort. I think he'll be out there, you know. And Josh Hill is important to the team. It may not seem like it uh, because, you know, maybe he ain't catching a ball as much as he once did and all that, you know, especially since the emergence of Adam Troutman. But Josh Hill is a really good blocking tight end. And um, anytime that he's in a game and he's blocking it, especially in a running game, uh, he, he does his job really well. And Sean Payton really relies on him. You know, I, I will never forget the NFC Championship game uh, back in 2018 uh, when he left the game with a concussion. And Sean Payton said he had to eliminate about 42 plays uh, because Josh Hill wasn't in the game. And also, man, he was having a good solid game before he ended up leaving that game. I mean, he had like two catches and there was some pretty substantial gains. So uh, hopefully Josh Hill can play. And as far as uh, Patrick Robinson, uh, he was off of IR. Uh, He could have played last week, but the Saints held him out, which was a smart idea. Uh, You go and you get these guys off the practice squad. You give these other guys that were starters an opportunity to kind of rest up uh, for a potential playoff, you know, a long, lengthy playoff run. And, uh, you know, I think Patrick Robinson will be ready. And uh, we're definitely going to need him in the nickel uh, doing his job. And we all know that Patrick Robinson uh, has been doing really well. I mean, he has – played as if you know when he was in in philadelphia when he was uh, ranked according to pro football focused uh the best slot corner in football so 
when Patrick Robinson uh, is out there, uh, he's making a difference. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be out there and, and he's coming back at the right time. You know, the New Orleans Saints are getting healthy at the right time. And and that's a good thing. You know, them getting healthy at the right time. You know, usually it's, you know, going into, you know, the postseason is always these little nicks and all that kind of stuff. You know, like Alvin Kamara wasn't at 100 percent. Michael Thomas broke his hand. So it's good to know that it's on the reverse this time, you know, that the Saints actually are getting guys healthier going into the playoffs. So that's that's a plus. Uh, thank you so much, Daniel. We're going to go to Miles. Miles says, uh, what cap issues do we have? What cap issues are up and coming? Uh, who are likely candidates for trade, contract, reconstruction, or flat-out cuts? Uh, Miles, that's that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Well, first off, uh, when you uh, get uh, Drew Brees off the books, that's going to free up a lot of money. Uh, I, I do feel like, you know, you know, I don't, you know, of course you're going to have cuts, and of course teams are going to try to use, uh, you know, uh, the money to try to get people to come into the organization that can be beneficial. So you're going to have that. Uh, you got to focus on trying to pay people like Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Marcus Williams. Uh, like I said, Trey Hendrickson, I don't know, man. He might be a cap casualty. Uh, I don't see him coming back to the New Orleans Saints. I can see him probably playing for somebody like the Jets, uh, somebody, you know, that got a lot of cap space, maybe even Jacksonville. I can see him going back to Florida where he played. Uh, his college football at Florida Atlantic. I can see him probably playing for the Jags. So, you know, there, there's so many, uh, you know, different things they can do. I'm just more concerned about trying to sign some of these players that are what I like to call cornerstone players. I mean, you already got Alvin Kamara. You already got Michael Thomas. Uh, you want to keep Ram check and you definitely uh, want to keep uh, Lattimore, you know, in the secondary. So I, I would say that they need to focus on uh, getting those guys and, course you're probably going to have cuts but uh you know you get those cuts uh because you know you try to go out here and you try to get your team a little bit better kenneth says do you think the saints will resign winston and give him a chance to compete for the starting quarterback position uh yes i do kenneth i, I really believe that i really feel like sean payton loved Jameis winston uh Jameis winston is a guy that has a lot of talent uh the only issue is uh is a huge issue especially when you're playing quarterback and that's turning over the football uh you got to be uh more careful with the football but i think that Jameis would get better because you have a running game in new Orleans, right i mean he didn't have a running game when he was in tampa it was him and him alone you know what i'm saying it was him throwing the ball all over the place now he wasn't making the smartest decision with the football but that happens, you know, the more the ball is in the air, there's a strong chance that it's going to be intercepted. And if you're a quarterback still trying to figure it out, still trying to dissect defenses and try to understand different packages that the defense uh, present to you, then you're going to struggle. Right. So I just feel like uh, Bruce Arians did not do a really good job uh, putting them in a position to succeed and neither did Dirk Cutter. You know, these guys didn't do a good job, uh, you know, keeping uh, Jameis Winston uh, focus and also having an offense around him that can help him be successful but with the saints i think that they can because it's not the Jameis winston show he no longer has uh that 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 chip on his shoulder or has a, a the organization uh on his back you know like he doesn't have that anymore when you're the first pick overall uh teams expect for you to change the the complete uh foundation of their organization uh, with the Saints, I mean, you just came in, so you're you're just a guy now, and that's huge pressure that is that is lifted off of you. 
that's why you know sometimes those those uh you know those first round picks when they go to teams you know it may not pan out the first time around then they go somewhere else and they play really well it's because they no longer have that pressure you go from being the guy to a guy and that's huge you know what i'm saying because when you're a guy it gives you an opportunity to learn because the expectation has lowered just a tad bit so when you become the guy it's like everybody's hopes and dreams are on your shoulders so i think that was a huge burden for a young quarterback that was still trying to figure it out with Jameis. and now he has an opportunity to sit down and be in a quarterback room with a legendary quarterback uh, an offensive-minded head coach that understands that i want to make sure that you succeed so i'm going to uh, take the things that you do good i'm going to utilize those and at the same time why um you know while I'm teaching you this, we can run and execute the, the plays that you're comfortable with. And I can also teach you uh, some things that you may not know. So if I were Jameis Winston, I, w- I would definitely try to come back to the Saints organization because I think that would be a very smart move uh, for him to do. Uh, let's see. Justin says, will Azalone show up, play very well in the playoffs? Because when he does his job, it frees up the Mario Davis in, in the past and run and alexander was a prime example before he went down he came in did his job and demario davis was all over the field uh look i think as alone you're gonna do a good job now if you're expecting him to be quiet alexander i think you're asking for too much right he's not quiet alexander he's alex as alex as may not wow you uh with his linebacker skills uh but he's a solid linebacker and look everybody can't be luke keekley everybody can't be von miller everybody can't be khalil mack Sometimes people just got to be solid. Sometimes you just got to be a solid linebacker. Solid linebackers, uh, they play in the league for a long time. You know, um, look at uh, Kyle Van Noy. You know what I'm saying? He went from Detroit to New England to Miami. Uh, you know, like sometimes guys are like solid guys. You know, like you, they're not going to wow you with their speed. They're not going to wow you with their tackling skills, but they're just fundamentally sound. And Alex Azalone, that's, that's the best example I have for you. He's a... Uh, He's a fundamental guy. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing that's going to knock your socks off, uh, but he goes out there, he can make the tackle. The thing about, uh, you know, the thing about Quan Alexander was he was so athletic that he was able to kind of just be out there on the field and kind of call his own number. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the reasons why that big Miles Sanders play happened because he shot the wrong gap, you know, but when he does, you know what I'm saying, shoot the right gap is always a tackle for loss or, He's always around the football. I mean, he forced like two fumbles in in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? With the uh, I think it was in the Kansas City game and also uh, late in the game against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. But you're not going to really get that with Alex Azzalone. Alex Azzalone, uh, the coach is going to tell him to shoot that gap, and that's the that's the exact gap that he's going to shoot. Uh, does he leave a lot to be desired on the field? Yes, um, especially like when he's being called, you know, blitz and stuff like that. But there was a time where Alex Azzalone, we we looked at him um, with a you know a guy that had a lot of potential, uh, especially like his first season and his second season. You know he was playing really well, and we were like, man, you know this guy's pretty good. So uh, I do have a lot of confidence in Alex Azzalone, and and I think you should too because I mean it's the next man up, and he, he look you look around his linebacker room, who else is going to come in that's going to give you better production than him? I mean, Zach Bond, he's, th- he's getting better. I mean, he had an uptick with his snaps, but he's still young and he's still trying to figure it out. 
You know, you got a uh, Caden Ellis, you know, who I just feel like is a better special teams uh, linebacker uh, than he is uh, just, you know, a regular linebacker that uh, sideline to sideline. So, I mean, the Saints have a, a you know, they, they have a very thin linebacker room. And uh, the guys that they have on the field, uh, they got to do the best with what they got. So Alex Azzalone, I feel like he's going to step up. I believe in him. So that, that's the way I feel about uh, Azzalone, man, no doubt. Uh, RJ Mason says, every time I try to video uh, UTJ, it won't work. Uh, it's an app that I got. Well, I don't know. I don't know, RJ. I mean, you can check me out on uh, YouTube, uh, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook. Uh, should be able to, you know, should be able to check me out on both. So uh, how does the Bears team with Nick Foles we played early this season compared to the playoff team with Mitchell Jabisky at quarterback? Uh, they come from Reyes. Uh, Reyes, uh, it's a different team because Mitchell Trubisky is not a quarterback. Uh, and also, uh, they're, they're putting emphasis on running the football. Uh, when you have Montgomery out there, I think the Bears finally figured out that, well, you know, they could actually run the football. Uh, I, th- I do feel like uh, Tariq Cohen uh, going down, I think that was very damaging to, to their offense uh, because he's a guy that can, you know, catch the ball out of backfield. Very elusive, so I think that's something that's missing. But uh, you know, Montgomery, he can do a lot of uh zone running, you know what I'm saying? Like out there, you know. But the thing the thing about it is, you know, Richard Trubisky biggest issue was they never really tried to put him under center. And now that he's under center, you know, you're getting a lot of play action game going with him. And also uh Mitchell Trubisky, man, he can hurt you with his legs. Okay, if nothing's there, he can run outside the pocket, slide for a first down. So this is going to be a different game. Uh, and, and not to mention, man, uh, you know, uh, Montgomery, I mean, he had almost 100 yards against the Saints last time. I mean, we got to understand that now. Like, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I think he had about 82, 82 yards in that game. He almost ran for 100 yards, all right? And this was before the, the Bears started putting emphasis on him running the football. So now that they're putting emphasis on the running game, expect for him to go out there and run it to the left side, Okay. So I think the Saints need to be ready. They need to be ready, try to shut down the running game because they can't shut down the running game. Might be a rough day for them because Mitchell Trubisky, you say what you want about him, but the guy can't throw the football. Is he accurate all the time? Absolutely not. But when you have somebody like uh, Allen Robinson out there, who I feel like is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league, him and uh, another one, Kenny Galladay, I think they're probably two of the most underrated wide receivers in the National Football League. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they can make some things happen. And once again, I mean, the game was close last time. So you know that the Chicago Bears are going to be ready. And hopefully the Saints are ready. Going to read one more. This one comes from Josh says, what type of injury did Taysom have and any updates? Uh, He had a concussion. Uh, I think um, I think he ended up. Uh, I think he ended up taking a knee to the helmet. So I haven't heard anything about him yet. I mean, of course, you got the injury reports that's going to come out uh, probably later on today. You know, they'll know who practiced and who didn't. Uh, but, you know, he is in concussion protocol, I'm pretty sure. Haven't heard anything. Hopefully he'll be able to play. We're going to need Taysom, man, because he is the X factor of this team, man, because he gives he gives a lot of defenses fits because they don't know how to approach it. Right. They don't know if he's going to throw the fo- football. They don't know if he's going to run a the football. They don't know what he's going to do. So it, it, it's, it's hard to scheme against Taysom Hill. So him being on the field, 
that that will be uh you know an advantage for the New Orleans Saints. So hopefully Taysom Hill can be back and he clear concussion protocol. But I want to say thank you all for your questions and and once again uh feel free to always uh submit questions to me facebook.com sir the state of the saints podcast or you can email me at state of the saints at gmail.com and this has been the state of the saints podcast thank you so much for checking out the video please subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com sir the state of the saints podcast and also for those checking out the audio podcast thank you so much you can find the audio podcast on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, and anchor fm and follow yours truly on social media facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast and on twitter at state of saints that's at state of saints till next time all i gotta say is